Good morning and welcome to the Preventing Grace podcast. It is the 7th of November and we've survived daylight savings time ending. Which even though it's like you get an hour, it's back, I guess. It's still like being jet lagged. I just, I don't like, I wish they wouldn't do that, but... I wish they would go there. I wish they would go the other. Yeah, I was hoping that we wouldn't have to do this. You'd stay with the other. I like it. <clears throat> Not sure which one is daylight savings time or standard time that does that we just moved out of. But... We just ended daylight savings time. I think it said okay. end of. We BSD. should stay in daylight savings time forever because that that way because you know it's already like last night it was dark at five five o'clock wasn't it? Yeah. And then so that's going to be it's, it's going to be four thirty and I'm going to be so angry. I'm just, I'm already preparing. I mean, the anger, but they, but I think that the Norwegians, I mean, yeah, every, every, every year on this time I get, you know, saying, oh, well, you should be like the Norwegians who they have the, what's that called? That thing, the comfort thing, the, well, those are the Danish, the Hugo or whatever. No, it's Norwegian. Lisa. Well, maybe they, could they possibly have similar things? But no. the Danish thing is called <clears throat> no. Hugo. Or no, it's right? Norwegian. That's a Norwegian thing. It is a Norwegian I thing. I vlogged about it. You must have gotten your research. And I read, I read a lot. <laughs> you probably got it wrong then, because Lisa was talking like it was her, her people. Her, well, yeah. I mean, they're all up there. They're all related <laughs> to each other. What are you? We're gonna go inside and read like murder no, mysteries. No, but you're and... supposed to like make it comfortable or comforting or like a like a cozy atmosphere in your house when it gets dark at four. But I don't. I'm just. You don't even have sun up there in the winter. I, know. I feel like you're complaining. You know, you should be grateful for what you have. It's like I'm not. I'm not. I'm, well, it's the thing is, it's not what what, what I have because it's what this is. What this thing is is not natural. The natural is is not changing the the time over every two every two times a year. Yeah, I just feel like in 2022, with all the technology that we have, why do we have to change the time? I mean, nobody's. <clears throat> Even farmers have electricity yeah, now, so they make, can... There's no sense to it. It just makes everybody jet-lagged twice a year for no reason. And there is a bill that's going through the house to do this, but I, it got stalled somehow. I don't know how it got stalled. You know, they got, they all had to go away and campaign. Right. I bet uh, that if they had passed it, though, if the Democrats had made gotten rid of this whole thing, Maybe they wouldn't be losing tomorrow so much as they're going to lose, apparently. Allegedly. We'll, well see. I'll believe it when I see it. be very happy if that, if that happens. If they all get <clears throat> thrown out. Yeah, they should all be thrown out. Um, every single last one of them. And everybody who... Yeah, I don't the know. Why do, why do we have to stop with the Democrats? I think we should just chuck everyone. <laughs> And are, you, are we going to talk about monarchism? <laughs> are, are we now going to talk about the king that you want to rule? No, no. I okay. mean, no. I think I think the term that people use is actually Caesar, and I'm afraid of that too. Actually, wait. The, the people who want monarchy want a Caesar? No, no, no. Nobody wants anything. You're misunderstanding. People are just trying to describe what's happening, and nobody wants hmm. any of this. Nobody asked for any of this. Uh-huh. It's not. Um, a king, it's a, a Caesar will rise up and, you know, it'll have certain benefits that comes with it, but 
they won't be that awesome. I was reading like, okay, I was, so this is what, this is why I think we're in for a pretty big Tuesday. So the reading on leftist Twitter, where people are actually saying that the whole narrative of inflation is made up. Like it's, it's not really that bad. It's just that the Republicans are, are in control of the media. I saw a clip that Republicans taught the poor, lowly people, peasants, the word inflation. Yeah, it just wasn't there. They didn't know it. Yeah, no, no, I mean, I'm actually, we are, we are the quote poor. We're not poor. We are. No, I know, I know. We are on all the, no, we are actually on the poor. We are poor. We are getting, um, we get huge swaths of money back in tax season because we're the poor. I know we're the poor. I'm just saying like in cosmic. No, not in cosmic We're not actually. We're not actually but my point poor, but... my point was not to have a discussion about what poor is and the point is that <laughs> we're it, it caught the government thinks we're poor things cost a lot more money now yeah and it's taking a huge toll on our pocketbook and if it's taking a huge toll on our pocketbook you can imagine how much it's doing for people who have less than us it's like who are really yeah poor. so i'm sorry when when the when the elitist people sniff on their Twitter that no, that things aren't that bad. It just enrages people more. So, I know it's not mm-hmm. like a very saleable. Yeah, yeah. Like remember back in the old days, a few years ago, when politicians fell over themselves, no matter who they were, what party they were in, to make everybody think they were on their side. Yeah, yeah. It's so great that that's not a thing now, no. and that politicians, like on the eve of the election, are still still like. Oh, you, you horrible peasants. That's you knuckle-dragging troglodytes. (laughs) Right. I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I shouldn't be surprised. No, you shouldn't. Your surprise is totally unwarranted. Like we all, we all saw this coming. But it means it's super tone deaf. I mean, because you'd think that there's the, the, the desire to save one's skin politically would make one bend over backwards to say. Here's what I like best about this is that I kept saying things to you over the last, I don't know, seven, the last decade, I've been like saying little things and you always explain me, you always mansplain me and tell me that, no, they're always going to want to save their skins. They're always going to course correct. They're always going to want to save their skins because they don't want to be thrown out. And that's the, the genius of our system is that eventually they all have to go up before the voter. And that means we're going to get something, you know, sane out of this whole charade this clown world and i want you on air to say i'm sorry i was wrong no i was no i was i that was not you wrong. were not you, wrong. you, you, you were totally you misrepresented wrong. my you misrepresented me you, okay. you lied about what i've said okay well what did you actually say i actually said that that's the way our system works and when it doesn't when when a politician chooses not to do that then he gets thrown out right so we're going to see what the why the system works in this uh, on tuesday if all the people who are snooting that there's no inflation and that it's really great and that we're going to, we're and all you need to do is buy an electric car. And, and what's your problem? We're going to totally shut down all the coal manufacturing plants and have wind. And if those good people get thrown out, then the system is working and people will relearn the lesson that they can't no, go around. No, they don't ever relearn it though. You're not understanding. No, you don't. And it not, doesn't you matter even, whether you're even, they're you're thrown not, out or not. You're not even born here. You have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my you just gosh. came here during college. Did you, <laughs> did you just like otherize me? Did you just like. You're not even American. <laughs> I am. I'm literally American. You, no, you were literally born in England. I know, but <laughs> you're I. raised in but Africa. But I literally have an American passport, so. I, but you have never you you have admitted the only. I love how this like quickly descended into like we tried to. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have said to, I was wrong. 
to like we're like the living icon of American political discourse. <laughs> well, you're from Texas, so which is no, essentially like, America. That's, that's essentially worse. that's that is the essence of of America, like left over. What's the old? You know what? We should run Texas. for a political office because mm-hmm. obviously we're really good at this. We're really we're amazing. <laughs> the ad hominem personal attacks. <laughs> I can't remember what I was, what we were talking about. We were though. talking about the um, Tuesday. Oh yeah. No, it doesn't matter who's elected. That's my point. Is it's not gonna, nothing is gonna change. Yeah, but you, remember, but we're always gonna have daylight savings time, no matter oh, who's in for that, right? Because what happens? But it does matter is, because we won. We got abortion returned. Okay, we win. Elections matter. Like a couple of times. No, that's a big thing. Not just don't don't belittle that. That's huge. We got we got we got abortion over the. Roby way overturned. That's huge. That is huge. And that's an elect. That's the result of an election. <clears throat> okay. All right, but you still need to say that I'm right. Like <laughs> I don't need to say you're right because you're not. You mis- You misrepresented what I said. My my argument. You're you are too sanguine, and have too much faith in our political system. That's well. I do think that right now we're going through a particularly, you know, the sky is falling time. Like we're. Everybody on a lot of people on the right are are it's like doomsday, and and so I'm not I don't I'm not persuaded it's doomsday yet. It's bad. It's terrible, but I don't think it's doomsday. I think it's like okay. Well, the book I'm reading that I really like. I'm reading the end of liberalism, and just in the introduction, I'm so slow. Such a slow reader, but what I like best about it is that liberalism had as embedded in it as a, as a system, the seeds of its own destruction. And that's what's happening right now is like the whole liberalism is. Right, and you by liberalism, you don't mean leftism. You mean, no, I mean like, yeah, our political, political assumptions. Uh, uh, classical about, liberalism. Yeah. Okay. And so it's a really great book. If anybody wants to well, right, it. but I mean, I do agree. Okay, so I, so I agree with the with the idea that for liberal liberal liberalism to work, you need a homogenous, uh, an ideologically or no, I'm sorry, a religiously homogenous society mm-hmm. where everyone buys into the same same concepts about what's right and wrong, about uh, virtue and <clears throat> and that sort of thing. So then, when that goes away, then liberalism doesn't work. Because well, you have, but liberalism itself encourages people not to have that. Like the very idea of liberalism is that you would not have to have a homogenous, virtuous society where everybody agreed that God existed. Like that's the whole point of it. I, that's not quite. Not the whole point. I've only read the introduction. I mean, Rousseau was he was not a godless person, but he believed that you had God. That God was, and then yeah, but everything that he said undermined that. Well, the system that, is the, uh, like the, it, is an inner contradiction in the system. Is that yeah, mean? okay, that's what I mean. <clears throat> so, but the assumption then was, uh, the assumption then was everybody. There's a base, objective, good, human nature um, that God has given us um, that our society should reflect, and and if we give people the freedom to to express that human nature, then it will always do the right thing and good thing. Um, which is a stupid assumption. Right, but it like, was built on, but that's why liberalism was built on this idea of, I mean, the, the, our, the American, 
constitution was not a Rousseauian one by any means, but it was, but it was the same assumption is that you have, you have a divine order and, and everyone is always going to accept this divine order. And so we can have, so we can chip away at the divine order slowly. They over, didn't know that they didn't think uh, that. They didn't, several hundred. No, no, I'm just saying that that's, but everybody took for granted the people writing liberals today, progressives today still continue to take, um, to take for granted the order which gives them the right. ability to say and dismantle the very order that they're standing on. Like, right. it's like they're standing on the tree branch that's already falling off and they're continuing to saw and are asking why everybody's freaking out because that's that's yes. what's happening right now. So, so it's very irritating to listen to progressives continue to try to dismantle something that's basically bleeding out on the ground right and mad at everybody for for saying no no you have to have had the thing you had to have the tree <laughs> like right. stop you know sawing away at this pathetic tree that's not you know it's not even that great but at least it gives you your podcasting platform like it it gives <laughs> it gave you your electricity it gave you your uh history degree you know, yeah, but you're going to continue to to try to destroy it. Um, at that, just that's the part that I'm grappling with. I think it's the, uh, amazing and terrible. Um, anyway, you're you're um. What? Not having the same conversation that I'm having. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I need to read some of the books you're reading. Mm -hmm. But there, I just find it so... What? I just find it boring. What? My, the books that I'm reading, you find them boring? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm reading so many interesting books. You know what? This is going to no, be our book no, podcast. No, another book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm reading, uh, I'm listening to the book no, about the Machiavellians. I'm, I'm reading <clears throat> Lisa Childers' book. I'm reading The End of Liberalism. And I'm reading a couple of novels. So okay, okay. what that. are you? No, you don't have to tell me what you're reading. Mm -hmm. Nobody even cares <laughs> what you're reading. Okay. Well, I'm reading, uh, I'm reading the Lord of the Rings. still because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm now in the two towers in my yearly read through. Um, do you want to hear about it? Nope. I want to talk about more, <laughs> more about what I'm thinking. And I'm reading, I'm reading a book um, on the Korean, a history of the Korean war by John Tolan. Uh, which is, I forgot the title of it. It's a great book. Um, let's see if I can find the title here real fast. It is called Mortal Combat, and I, it's really good. I've never, I've never read a history of the, of the Korean War, um, and uh, I think when you know, it's interesting. I've been reading this. I've been reading. Um, here's a topic we can talk about. I've been reading I this. I love how we're like looking for a topic. <laughs> We're desperately looking for a topic. And, what are we going to podcast I finished this about? Great Fifteen minutes in. trilogy on the Pacific War and World War Two, and I've noticed, and these are not just these are not the only examples, but I've noticed there's like this bias against uh, against General MacArthur on the part of people who write these histories. I'm not saying that they're not accurately recording his foibles and strategic 
and tactical errors, but they all seem like he, you know, MacArthur was very conservative and he was very anti-communist and I'm noticing in my little, in, in these guys who are basically good historians, they're not like KK Dumay or some like propagandist person. They're actually good historians, but there is like, like this really longing to, to show how bad MacArthur was because, and I, you know, he, he made, yeah, but he was a great, he was a good general. Sorry, you want to, should we talk about MacArthur generally? Yeah, no, I, I'm like he's my favorite one. I don't, I don't even know. Like, and John MacArthur is distantly related to to General <laughs> is MacArthur. Is he really? Yeah, so this is probably why there's a bias here. Everyone hates John MacArthur, so they're going after him in the history, history books. That's really funny. I mean, that's very <laughs> odd. I mean, was he that terrible of a general? No, he wasn't. No, he he no he he was not a terrible general. He. Um, Certainly made some mistakes. He had a lot of hubris, but he was uh, uh, his and, and uh, the Inchon landing. When so, what happened in the Korean War was uh, after World War II, uh, Korea was split between the North Koreans and the South Koreans. The North Koreans were communists, South Koreans were not. And Kim Il Sung, <clears throat> who was the grandfather of the present, or maybe great grandfather of the present ill song, whatever his name is in, in Korea right now, uh, decided he wanted to take over the South. So they launched this massive invasion of the South and nobody was prepared for it. And so they pushed all the way down to the southern tip of, of Korea, the Pusan. It took Seoul. Americans were in there really, really early, but we were losing until we, we kind of stabilized these lines around the, the, the very small corner of, of Korea in the south, and then and then MacArthur had a brilliant idea for a landing, which would which was uh, I thought it was really good. It was, it was the place was a was not optimal, but that was what made it so surprising. And we landed. We cut off the entire North Korean army, basically, and we pushed our when way. When you back. say we, is that like is us, that the same like way us, like America. sports teams? Yeah, like, right. Right. No, like America. We're, it's we're us. winning. It's the, us. We, we were beating the communists. The Giants were playing today yeah. against the Dallas Cowboys. Well, we, we beat the communists, which is great, and we, and we put and we pushed them back all the way. We and then the, the mistake that they, everyone says that he make and make made, but it wasn't just his mistake. Was it? They didn't just go back to the original parallel, the little the original border between North and South Korea. They pushed on and tried to go all the way. Um, all the way to the all and conquer the north and reunite the country to the with the south and have a democratic have a republic there instead of a communist nation and they probably shouldn't have done that um, because then the chinese got involved and the chinese pushed their army invaded to try and restore the original borders um and then they ultimately did and then the, that's where we are now there's kind of an arm system on the dmz in Korea, but MacArthur wanted to go on and push into China and, and conquer the communist, communist, the Chinese communists, which I thought would, yeah, we should have done that. <laughs> I mean, imagine how many millions and millions and millions of lives would have been saved by that if Mao would have been hung from a gibbet and to be eaten by his crows, and all the and on all the You're and all so the criminals <laughs> and all the communist criminals who were who murdered millions and millions <laughs> These of people. These commies are all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I communism is a horrible blight on the world, I mean, and it should have been. We, when we had the power after World War II, we should have taken uh, taken Stalin out and Mao out, and and the, we would have been. It would have been the best thing that would have happened to the whole world. And MacArthur wanted to do that, and so did Patton. He wasn't allowed to do it, but so that's my world. That's my 
If you if you if you can be a monarchist, that can be someone who thinks that we should have extended World War II to destroy the communists. <laughs> I'm sort of baffled. I don't really know. I don't have a comeback for that. So, and I I'm not curious enough to actually read that book. The world so. would be much more Christian too, because then I mean, the reason I mean Russia we would have had we would have been able to send evangelists to China and to and to Russia right after um, we defeated their overlords. It would have been great. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I don't know. It would have been great if like sin hadn't entered the world too. <laughs> you know, it would have been great if Adam and Eve hadn't, you know, done that bad uh, thing they did. Yeah. Hindsight is <laughs> so great. So are you a Christian nationalist now? Is that what Christian nationalism is? I don't know. I haven't been curious enough to actually find out what everybody's actual definition of Christian nationalism is and nor read any of the blog posts or, or well, there's a book. There's a book that's now best selling on Amazon. Uh, Steve Wolf, Steve Wolf, Stephen Wolf. He wrote the book that's called Christian by that name. Yeah. I think it's Christian nationalism. Are you going to read it? I don't know. Everyone's reading it and I think I should read it. I mean, one of the, but he makes some, I, I mean, I don't agree with everything that at least I've heard that he wrote and I've got to read it to make sure that I'm understanding it correctly. But, Apparently, he says that, you know, it's it's natural and not necessarily bad for people of the same ethnicity to prefer <clears throat> prefer marriage within their ethnic group and to want to strengthen their, their ethnic borders and boundaries, um, which comes close to, you don't want to, you, you, you would never want to ever say it's bad or sinful for people to race, intermarry within ethnicities. I don't think that's what he's saying. I don't think that's what he's saying, but it. People are saying that's, that's what that's he's saying. saying. Yeah. Well, then you'd have to yeah. actually go in it. <clears throat> yeah. I am not interested in Christian nationalism. And I did find on Twitter over the weekend, there was some sort of DeSantis ad where it <laughs> has this <laughs> terrible music. And then it says this booming voice on the eighth day. God gave a God knew we needed a leader. And so he gave us. DeSantis. DeSantis. And it goes on. It's a long ad and it's uh, uh, on the eighth day. Why, like, do they, why do they... And I don't understand why they have to do that because I don't, you don't need that. I don't need that if you want yeah. my vote. Like, please, in fact, please don't do that. Please don't have Kenneth Copeland or Tom Askell come pray for you on your, just, just be a politician. I don't mind. No, I think Tom Askell coming to pray for DeSantis is great. I, I mean, no, I, I'm fine with that. Totally fine. I don't. But I don't think he do should. That. I don't think he should be because on the eighth day. God created DeSantis. At some <laughs> point, DeSantis is going to do something that Tom Askell does not approve of. You know, uh, these politicians are all blankety blanks. <laughs> I don't think you should. Christian pastors should not wreck their brands, which they've continued. to Okay, do. I think this is. I, no, I. You're. What are you? You're. Are you now to May? Is that what you're doing? You. you you do not deciding that you're going to agree with Demay about this. No, like you, it, it why was totally you? fine. It was totally fine for Billy Graham to go and I don't and pray with the presidents and explain. I just wouldn't, as a person not from here, I would never have encouraged him to do that. That's okay, but we're not. And Demay and others say that's 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 white evangelical, you know, nationalistic kind of stuff. It it, it no. It go, can you think of a time after, except for the early two, three centuries of the of the church when there hasn't been 
um, a desire on the part of the church to influence the state and the king, and actually not just influence, but have the kings um, be acting like kings should act in enforcing natural law. So what's there's no difference between what what between well, Billy Graham there is, and there is a, there's a, there's a minor difference, and that's that we had this this li- this lie that we've been telling for several hundred years with this liberal classical liberal lie that we weren't going to do that. So even though the human heart must worship its political gods, it must have a religion. Even though we we had to be we have we are religious creatures, we must marry religion and politics together and with the classical liberalism we said we weren't going to do that's that. not no we said we weren't going to so, establish you you're you're now you're no, now but, you're now you're now you're playing no i'm uh, are you gonna let me like have my own thoughts and feelings or are you gonna are you gonna explain them all away i'm that's saying patriarchy I've is not letting you have your been thoughts and uncomfortable and i have not i've absolutely not loved any politician going on stage or any religious leader going on stage and praying for a politician. I've never liked it. I don't think it's white evangelicalism. I believe in the patriarchy. I want a king. But when you have these sort of demagogic, hubristic, you know, local politicians who, who mean well, but they go into a system, they take a position in a system that cannot be, um, that that does swallow them no matter how hard they try to differentiate themselves from the the system of our political you know wretchedness they can't actually do that they end up being a member of the system and then they end up doing things that everybody wished they hadn't done voting or not voting or whatever and so well then i do think that that's... pastors i don't like it i can have my personal preference it doesn't make me into Dumay. You can't like no. You're ex- Dumay. You're no. basically Dumay. <laughs> Not basically Dumay. You're literally Dumay. <laughs> you're you're basically John MacArthur. You're like literally John MacArthur. It's totally okay for a, a pastor to go and pray for a politician, and even to and to support um, the a politician who's doing things in keeping with natural law. But then that doesn't preclude when the politician does something evil, the pastor then saying, "Hey, stop being evil." <laughs> That's 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 what the church is supposed to do. The church is supposed to be the church, and the state's supposed to be the state. And there's and the, and the idea between the separation of church and state was not that there would be no interaction between the two. Um, I'm not saying there shouldn't be interaction. I'm saying I don't personally. My personal preference is for Tom Eskel okay. not to go on okay, stage it's, it's, and pray right, look, for DeSantis I mean, uh, okay. because DeSantis just put out that garbage ad on the eighth day. Okay, and that, so you're but you're. You're, I wish he hadn't. He had, obviously think, has I bad think, theology. I think him. I think going on with, with I think Desantis that shows. Desantis is getting Tom Askell to, to come and pray with him. Shows that he's not Trump, who in fact at the same time went on air with the guy who Kenneth has, Copeland. Yeah, Kenneth Copeland. I mean, my goodness. I mean, if you're if you're wanting to know who's the Christian here. I don't know whether Desantis is. Or a who's who's friendly to the Christian faith here. Let's say that 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 argument is now settled. Um, it's Desantis and not Trump, and oh and, uh, and, uh, and then we can say, and then we can the, say, the science is never more settled. than likely. It sounds like he had a campaigner or campaign sloganeer, whatever they're called, who put together a bad commercial that he should have distanced himself from. So, what's interesting about this is that 
of course, we're always going to be prepared to forgive the person that we want to be forgiven and not forgive the person. Like, so oh, nobody no, wants to forgive really, John no, no. MacArthur or whatever, General MacArthur, but no, no, don't worry. I'm not, I'm not going to forgive um, K. Dumay or Calvin College. I'm not doing well, that. Well, we can forgive so. them in a spiritual sense, but, right, right, but hold, like, them, uh, hold them to the consequences of what yeah. they've done. Right. So what Calvin College just decided that they were going to, despite their denomination, what's, what's, the, what's the denomination? Christian Reformed? Yeah, yeah. Dutch Reformed. Christian Reformed. The, the denomination came out with a, with a great new doctrinal position that says you cannot, this church will not support LGBTQ, homosexual marriage, no, nothing like that, right? which is the gospel position. It's the right position. It's the true position. And then the Calvin College, their premier college says, oh, we're going to let our professors who have to sign a we're statement. We're let them dissent from this. Yeah, they have to sign a statement. To be a professor at Calvin, you have to sign a statement saying that you will adhere to the church's doctrinal teachings. Well, now the Calvin has changed that, decided not to make that happen, not to let that happen. So uh, we're one of the chief... As we're now 30 minutes into the show. Um, and the statement, the statement that this college put out now, now makes it, uh, well, I'm sorry, the, the movement to put out a statement like that was, was spearheaded in large part by Dume, right? For who I would say a year ago, people were telling you, oh no, she's not affirming. She's, she's. Totally legit. Totally, totally, yeah. Totally a Christian. Totally a Christian, and now she's out of herself as not being a Christian. And what I wanted to point out is, is this follows a very long line of things, um, going all the way back to maybe 2011. I think maybe we had talked about this in the show. Um, I'm sure we have like over and over yeah, again. But our reader needs, our listener needs to hear it again. That <laughs> that, that um, uh, you know, when when John Piper tweeted out. Uh, farewell, Rob Bell, and everybody went went crazy and thought that John Piper was just so mean. You know what 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 the church has done since then is the same kind of thing. So so if someone comes out, recognizes false teaching, recognizes a, a wolf in sheep's clothing, and says, "Hey, this person's a wolf in sheep's clothing," and then everyone goes crazy, right? And then, well, sure enough, like a year later, or maybe a month later, or maybe two years later the the mask slips and the fangs are bared and you see oh okay this yeah. was a wolf but there's never any oh we're sorry we totally you we piled right. you were right we piled on you for no reason you saw this we didn't see it and what's what's the, my theory is is that um god gives the church the gifts of uh, certain people in the church gifts of discernment so they can see through ma masquerades and, and, and disguises and, and in a healthy functioning church context the church listens to those who have that gift and they, they weigh what they're saying in an unhealthy church context where everything's about to go off the way, the, 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 off the Rails. track and whatever. Yeah. Nobody listens to them. And then, and in fact, the, the, the people who have discernment are, are hated and thought to well, be, it, are it, thought to be haters. It's like, it's the like, court, like the court prophets, if you, right. if you look at the, everybody, wants to be a prophet i like this because i'm halfway through elisa children's book and she says she points out a lot of people are are saying they're prophetic today they're like claiming to have a prophetic voice to be prophets right the way you can know that they're not prophetic well one they claim to be prophets but if you 
um, well, no, there are there are prophets, there are court prophets, right? Who the king, the monarch, pays off to say what he wants to hear. So right. if you want to know whether or not somebody is really prophetic, I mean, Dumay thinks she's prophetic, probably. But she's a court prophet. She's a court prophet because she taking... has cultural power. Right. She's part of the the system that's pushing non-Christian um, theology and belief into the church while claiming at the same time to be a, a victim mm-hmm. of the system that's giving her her own power. And a hero prophet. And when somebody says that person's not a Christian, um, that person is thrown into the well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jeremiah. you know, cancel culture. So you should, yeah, if there are people who say, hey, that person's theology is going in the wrong direction, maybe don't buy their books, don't listen to them. Um, yeah, Real Christians should attention. listen to those voices. It may not be always be right, but you have to at least weigh and measure what they're saying and there, why they're saying it. There's there, That's becoming problematical, you know, like, yeah. listen to what they're saying. At least the children is one of those people who have as good discernment. Well, okay, so the difference between but a prophet and a court prophet one. is... I just want to say... You're the other prophet. I'm, right? the, other, but, I'm but, the other real <laughs> one. I'm not a court prophet. But they doesn't mean a court prophet and a real prophet is a court prophet takes ideas in the culture and measures the church by them. So K.K. Dumay takes critical theories. She, she she takes understanding of history that she's gleaned from Marx and Foucault and... You know, all kinds of different analysis, and, and she and she's measuring the church by these the, her ideology and finding it wanting. Of course, it's not wanting because we're not going to ever match those expectations. But, she's but also- then the real prophet takes the Bible and measures the church by it. And and that and the reason why KK Dumay is loved is because and she has much power is because she's she's speaking um, the the words that our culture loves to hear. in which they, there's a total love fest. And it's interesting that interview came in right after K.K. DeMay has added herself as, uh, as gay affirming. And, and and David French said nothing. Yeah. Nothing about I that. I mean, I just think if anybody... he's I think he's added himself now, wants too. ...wants <laughs> to know about, like, I don't care how win- winsome he is, if you're in a room with somebody who's who says that they think that... Um, homosexual activity is okay or the lgbtq spectrum is a thing by which we should that we should embrace and you don't say oh we're not both orthodox christians here right then like you need to go back and apologize and say that now but the thing that's interesting too dumay sort of throws in in every interview that or you know thing that you see from her she openly acknowledges that she uses intellectual paradigms or whatever you call them uh, lenses that's the word lenses Foucault as a lens right. by which to and analyze history analyze history and she's open about it like that's, she doesn't that's not hide a historian it. that's that's a propaganda that's right that's she's, she's an ideologue so and she says that's just being history that's doing yeah, history. no it's not history. it's not doing history like you're not you're <laughs> doing something but it's not history right so People should take bets, like, on how long in our shed will take to get to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's been so great, because if you listen to other people like her, she also takes 30 seconds to get back to whatever, to white white nationalists. 
Right. Well, I think it's because because you've been, you've been gaslighted for two years. This is such a big thing. Like you, because you've been saying this is what's happening. This is what's happening. Everyone around you has been saying, "No, it's not. No, it's not." You're yeah, yeah, stop. And it's actually happening. It's <laughs> and, literally happening. Right. And I I finally put it together after listening to this David French Dumay interview that I've had a really hard time writing about anything for the last two years because I did like I kept every time I started to say something, people would say, what are you going to believe your lying eyes? You know, like <laughs> you're going to believe me or your lying eyes. And I was like seeing things happening in real time and it's <laughs> terrible, but I'm not supposed to notice what's happening. You know, right. that's how everything is right now. Right. Uh, and so I finally, she came out, she said it out loud so i was like oh okay well now i can blog again right Bullish, well now it doesn't matter because, because the what's that window the the overton window the overton window has now shifted so now you have quote-unquote orthodox people saying well uh we're totally conservative on the sexuality issue but we recognize that other christians can have right uh, no, a different view you yeah if you become affirming again once more for the back row, <laughs> you can't be inside the visible church. You can be a Christian. You can go to heaven if you repent of your sins. We're not saying, we're not talking about your eternal destiny. Kay Dumay may very well find herself in uh, the new heavens and the new earth if she repents, and repents to Jesus. We won't know the state of her heart, right. but she has set herself outside of the visible church. Right. She's leading people astray. Don't call her a Christian. Right, right. Stop right. doing that. Because then you become, and this is this is from the Bible. We should. I wonder what the Passion Bible version of this is, but um, we don't have all the books to, that we do need to like. Get to, to John, it. Second John, um, nine through eleven. When you greet a false teacher, when you treat with a false teacher as if that false teacher is a Christian, you participate in that person's wicked work. All the souls that person's like leading into hell. Literally is, guilt by association. Is, yeah. Yeah. You, like if you're worried, if you think that's a slippery, if you're like, oh, there's no slippery slope, there is a slippery slope. It's called a cliff. And there is guilt by association. Right. right. And there is cancel culture. So, right, right. Uh, shall I just read like one random verse from this? Because. Do we have second Peter, second we John? Have I should look at. I should have looked at the. You have your collection of passion. I know, but I don't have Bible. the whole thing. I just don't. We started John last time, but we didn't get anywhere with it. Um. Well, we did the prologue, which was so terrible. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! What? I didn't know you had the Song of Songs version of the passion. I can't read that out loud. <laughs> I can't. Maybe another day. I can't do this. That uh, would. That would. I'm sure that's really horrifying. Whatever is. Whatever the Holy Spirit told me. Are you going to go back to... I don't know. Well, I found Galatians. But I was looking for John. I think you should let me just do this. Okay. All right. What does it mean? I guess it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, do you Do have whatever you feel led to do. Let my the Holy Spirit be your guide. Prophetic, um, <laughs> I mean, these are long. Okay. How about this? Nicodemus. All right, mm -hmm. John 3. Now, there was a prominent religious leader among the Jews named Nicodemus who was part of the sect called the Pharisees and a member of the Jewish ruling council. Council. One night, he discreetly came to Jesus and said, Master, we know that you are a teacher from God and no one performs the miracle signs that you do unless God's power is with him. Jesus answered, Nicodemus, listen to this eternal truth. 
before a person can perceive God's kingdom, God's kingdom realm, what? they must first experience a rebirth. Okay. Uh, I don't think the rebirth is something you would like sensorily experience. The well, they must. Yeah, they, yeah, the bird experience is bad, but they must because Jesus didn't say they must experience being born again. He said they, they must, must be born, be again. born again. Right. Nicodemus said, "Rebirth? How can a gray-headed man be reborn?" It's impossible for a man to go back into the womb a second time and be reborn. Jesus answered, I speak in eternal truth. Is that verily, verily? Yeah, truly, truly. Amen, amen. Since you are born of water, sorry, unless you are born of water and spirit wind, you will never enter God's kingdom realm. Spirit wind. (laughs) This is so awkward. It's so terrible. Sounds like a... For the natural realm. How do you catch the spirit wind? Do you put a dream catcher up or something? Yeah. How do you feel? How do you, how do you do that? <laughs> For the natural realm can only give birth to things that are natural, but the spiritual realm gives birth to spiritual life! Exclamation point. <sighs> Quoth Mrs. Fleshpool. You shouldn't be amazed by my statement. You must be born from above. This For the spirit wind blows as it chooses. You can hear its sound, but you don't know where it came from or where it is going. So it is within the heart. Okay, but of those the Holy Sp- Spirit. Okay, this born. is really bad because because the Holy Spirit. You have to perceive the Spirit wind. The Holy no, the Spirit. Jesus is using wind like as an analogy or a metaphor for how the Holy Spirit works. Not there's not like this thing out there called Spirit wind. <laughs> there's not, there's not an like a like a fourth entity like the the wind spirit. God the Father, God <laughs> the, the Son, God, God the Holy the Spirit, and God the wind. Mary. That's that's a really bad bet. The Holy Spirit. The Spirit Wind. Yeah, and it's not capitalized for the Spirit Wind blows as it chooses. Then Nicodemus replied, but I don't understand. What do you mean? How does this happen? But Jesus answered, Nicodemus, aren't you the respected teacher in Israel, and yet you don't understand this revelation? I speak eternal truths about things I know, things I've seen and experienced. Wait, no, no, no. He's God. You don't accept what I reveal. If you're unable to understand and believe what I've told you about the natural realm, what will you do when I begin to unveil the heavenly realm? No one has risen into the heavenly realm except the Son of Man, who also exists in heaven. (laughs) (sighs) Things I've also experienced as God. I've also experienced these things. I mean, I guess, like, experience is now, like, also... Like super oh high. yeah, that's one of like, the that's like democracy. Right, right. Experience. There's three ways we can know know what God would have us do: the Bible, the Spirit Wind, and <laughs> personal experience. Personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think it's time for us to go along. Thank you so much for listening, and maybe we'll be back next week. <laughs>